episode 15 we're sorry we missed you guys last week we had some technical difficulties on our end it's our fault won't happen again but we're back and we have a lot of news to get through this week we might cover a little bit of what we would have covered last week uh but for the majority of this week it's just going to be news that has happened within this past week uh starting off with some nba news the christmas day schedule was released and i know the bucks are playing at the 230 time slot i believe yeah, and the second game. Who are they playing? I forget. The Warriors. The Warriors. Eh, I think the Bucks would be able to win that game. I'm just excited to have to have the Bucks on another Christmas Day game. I love watching the Bucks on Christmas. It's the third straight, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's some other good matchups. I think the headline is probably the Lakers versus the uh, Mavericks. So Luka Doncic versus. LeBron James is probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, same. Didn't they release, like, uh, half the schedule to, like, 36 games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they released the first half of the schedule, too. Okay. It's hard to go through uh, 36 games for each team, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> I just know that the Bucks and Bulls play on uh, New Year's. New Year's Day or New Year's Eve? New Year's Day against each other. Okay. Interesting. They'll be competing with the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Uh, in other news, speaking of the Lakers, LeBron James signed a two-year extension for $85 million, keeping him in Los Angeles until 2023, where he could presumably team up with Bronny after his contract expires if the NBA changes their draft rules. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, he lined it up perfectly because I'm sure he's going to want to play with Bronny just because that would be entertaining. It's all to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you also see that it looks like Bronny grew like six inches? Yeah, he looks he's like, huge. He's like six. He's like six six now. He's huge. Yeah. I was gonna say he's barely shorter than LeBron. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I've also heard that um, teams may try to like grab Bronny even if he's not high up on the draft boards. They may draft him the lottery just to lure Re- LeBron in for like a free agency signing as well. So that could be something that happens here in 2023 teams lining up to just tank for Bronny, basically. That'd be interesting. Yeah. It would be. Uh, But right now he's a Laker and you know who else is a Laker? Anthony Davis. He signed a five year, $190 million contract with the Lakers. And this basically takes him out of the running for Giannis, which I know Ian's very happy about. Yeah. That's now, two of the main teams that everybody was talking about Giannis going to the Lakers and heat that are now ineligible to sign him. Uh, we talked about last week, Bam signed his max extension. So um, he's either going to stay or probably go to the Mavericks. Mm, yeah. Uh, what about the Warriors? Left. Uh, the Warriors, I, I guess are an option, but I don't see that really realistic. Like, only Warriors fans are the ones who talk about Giannis going to the Warriors, but like media talks about him going to all the other places. Yeah, that's true. But Especially like, I, Miami. Miami was the big yeah, one. Yeah, Miami was, yeah. 
Yeah, I think him in Dallas, although I wouldn't want to like see it happen because I'm a Lux fan, but him in Dallas would be very interesting with Luca and Porzingis down there too. That team yeah, the, would be nasty. The first international big three, that'd be sick. That team would be yeah, that team would be disgusting. Maybe we can bring Porzingis and Luca to Milwaukee. Make it happen. Distance? Doubt. <laughs> uh, moving on. LeVar Ball actually did it. And I don't know the full story behind this, and I have a feeling either Nick or Ian does, so I'm going to let you guys take the reins on this one. Well, since they were all in high school, LeVar Ball has been saying, I'm going to get all three of my sons into the NBA, and everybody just doubted him. They're like, whatever, Jello sucks. He's never going to make it. Now, and they were all saying Mello's too short. And now <laughs> Lonzo is with the Pelicans, was the second overall pick. Mello's in Charlotte, was the third overall pick. And then last week – uh, Jello signed a one-year non-guaranteed to the Pistons, but it's not two-way. So he's like in the officially in the NBA in the NBA, um, and all three boys are, and also it lines up perfectly. Uh, Lonzo and Jello both have one year on their contracts, and then they're all going to go team up in Charlotte. And oh, that would be so awesome! And if that if that happens, then we need to start looking into Lavar Ball of being a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I just think it's super cool that um, he was he was able to do that. Like as a father, this has got to be the coolest thing ever to have all three of your sons make the NBA. I just think that's super cool. And I've always like I've always been a fan of the Ball family, so I was really happy to see that. Yeah, I believe that's the second time it's happened where three sons were in the NBA. The first third. one, third. Third, yeah. All I know is the holidays. You have Drew, Aaron, and – Justin. Justin. And two of them played for the Indiana, Indiana Pacers. So, Drew's with Milwaukee. And Jimmy Butler is apparently dating Selena Gomez. I put this in here just because <laughs> – Jimmy Butler just stays winning on and off the court. I mean, what a life that guy has. My goodness. I know. How awkward his dates must be. I feel like Jimmy Butler's not a very personable person. Really? Oh, I feel like he is. I feel like he definitely is. I f- uh, see, I don't think so. I think he's more like cut to the chase. Like, this is who I am. If you don't like it, leave, which I can't, I like. But like, I don't know. I've, I envision just him, like, talking basketball and Selena just, like, zoning out. She's a big basketball fan. I know she's a Spurs fan. I know that. You should watch Jimmy Butler's Hot Ones interview. He's a very personable guy. Yeah. He's hilarious. And I think he likes a ton of different things, too, so it's really easy to have something in common with him. Do you think he'll block her out once the NBA season starts? Yes. See, that's a Jimmy Butler thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I could definitely see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, Houston and the Wizards made a trade, and they've been talking about this trade for what seemed like weeks now, and they finally decided to pull the trigger. So Russell, Russell Westbrook's heading to Washington, D.C., and John Wall on a first-round pick is heading to Houston. So John Wall's teaming up with his former Kentucky teammate, DeMarcus Cousins, a.k.a. Boogie. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this trade doesn't fucking matter at all. Harden, Harden is not going to stay with the Rockets. He hasn't, yeah, show- he hasn't shown up. Uh, I know. 
to camps that started I know. on Sunday. I, I do like the trade, though. I, I kind of do. I like Russell Westbrook, kind of. Now he is in full control over in uh, Washington. Obviously, is Bradley Beal. But, like, Bradley Beal, I don't think, has to have the ball like James Harden does. I don't know. I still feel like the Wizards are going to be, like, a seven or eight seed like they always are. Yeah, probably. So, like, I don't know. Did either team get that much better? No, it was more like even. They just like I don't know. It was like a super even trade. To well, me. yeah, that's why I just I don't know if it I don't know if it made a difference in anything. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong, but that's just my initial thoughts on it. Yeah, it seems like a wash to me. And the thing I didn't realize is just did you guys know that John Wall's two years younger than Russell Westbrook? No, I didn't know that Jeez. actually. Well, we haven't seen John Wall play in like four years. <laughs> I know. Seems so much fucking older. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I didn't realize that until the trade went down. I was looking into it some more. And Westbrook was drafted in 08. John Wall was drafted in 2010. I guess it makes sense now that I know it. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting to see how John Wall plays. Because he hasn't played in, what, two years? Yeah, two two full seasons. I know. And hopefully he pans out, but you never know. Uh, There was some – New news in the NBA today, the league will start to punish for load management. And I don't know the circumstances behind this one, like the specifics. So what it is, is um, they're going to be more lenient with non-primetime games. But if you, if a player sits out during a nationally televised or like marquee game, the teams will be fined at least a hundred thousand dollars. Good. Yeah, the teams, it said. Okay, so are the players being fined as well? I don't know, Um, because at the end of the day, it's really the team's decision. Mm -hmm. If If the player can't play, well, then that's, then he's hurt. Like, that's fine. But, like, with all the, like, the Spurs and stuff, with Pop, literally sit Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, and Kawhi the last two months of the season, because they had already got a playoff seed locked up. Like, so that can't happen anymore um, um, for marquee, for big games. Um, they said they're going to be more lenient about it for other games, um, especially with COVID and stuff. Like, players who are coming back from that will be, like, won't have to play. And I heard at the start of the season, they're going to be really lenient on it, which pretty much says, hey, LeBron, AD, Jimmy Butler, we're going to take it easy on you guys because you just got done playing the mm-hmm. hardest season ever in October. Yeah. But I'm glad they're doing it for big games because, you know, at the end of the day, the NBA is is an entertainment business, and that's what people want to see is the big players in the big games. So, yeah, that makes sense. It's it's kind of shocking that the NBA is going to start up here in what like two weeks. I mm-hmm. uh, there's preseason on Saturday, and Friday there is yeah Friday too. I just know the Bucks play Saturday. Lakers play Friday, but. It's it hasn't been that long. It's been what, like six weeks, maybe. Yeah, it, the finals finished in uh, October, early October, I think, or late. I don't know. So, <clears throat> but still, like, it's kind of shocking how fast this is approaching. I love it. Oh yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, um, it this next couple months of sports is going to be awesome, with college football ending. 
uh, college basketball just getting into it, NFL playoffs, and, and NBA coming back. Oh, this is going to be a fun couple weeks slash months. Yeah, and you mentioned NFL, and we'll get into that. Uh, the NFL, although looking at the slate before the games yesterday, it didn't seem like it would be very interesting, but witching hour was for real, and I don't think there's a better game, better finish, really, than the Raiders-Jets game. That just was absolutely insane. Yeah. First, what a fucking awesome weekend of football, dude. All the games were so fun. Um, but, yeah, Raiders-Jets. Um, it was the most obvious tank job of all time. I know. Uh, fucking four seconds. Like, literally, the, all, all that had to happen was the Jets needed to stop on a Hail Mary. And they blitzed eight of their 11 defensive players. <laughs> Put a cover. All you have to do in that situation is line everybody up on the goal line and bat the ball down once it gets there. And they left the fastest player in the NFL, Henry Ruggs, a one-on-one with Lamar Jackson. The other Lamar Jackson. I only know that because he played for Nebraska. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and – they put a cover zero in the back too. So everybody was on one-on-ones, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then immediately after the game, Greg Williams was fired. Hmm. Not immediately after this morning. Yeah. Yes, he should be. I mean, that was just, I was watching the Jags Vikings game and I saw that the, the Jets were up. I believe it was 28, 24. And I was like, wow. Like, the Jags like had just scored their touchdown to tie it. And I was like, do you think the Jags like realize that the Jets are losing and that they could have Trevor Lawrence here? I, I was getting so excited. (laughs) I thought I I literally, I literally thought that we were going to get Trevor Lawrence and then the jet fucking the jets, dude. And then, so once the jets won, I was like, okay, well the Jags better win now that it doesn't matter. And of course they fucking lost too. So, (laughs) Yeah, they lost to the Vikings, which brings the uh, Minnesota Vikings 500, 6 and 6, and I believe they're now the last wildcard spot in the NFC. Yeah, I think they are. They moved up to second place in the NFC North, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not very hard to do, the NFC North. It blows. I don't know. Eh. Except for one team. <laughs> yeah. The Lions are really just outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we had the Cleveland Browns had a one hell of first half against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that yeah. was a, I think if you're a Browns fan, you're feeling really, really good about your team. Like everybody's like, oh, are they legit? I don't know. Is Baker good? They scored on six straight touchdowns on six straight possessions to start the game. Like if you do that, you're a good football team. Like, and the Titans scored a lot of garbage time touchdowns, which made it like a seven point game at the end, but it was never really that close. Like Baker fumbled on a fucking, they should have just kneeled and he tried to QB sneak it and he fumbled. They returned it for six, which made the game a lot closer than it actually was. But no, that was a statement win over a good Tennessee team and the Browns are good. Yeah, Derrick Henry didn't do anything that game. He had 60 yards and a fumble. Yeah, they shut his ass down after Derrick Henry's best week 
mm-hmm. last week against the Colts. Yeah, I mean that was a really good win for the Browns. It probably they're nine and three now. They're going to make the playoffs. It's going to be the first winning season since two thousand seven, I want to say. And to do it against the Tennessee Titans, who are one of the better teams in the AFC, that was a statement win. And I don't know the Cleveland Browns. People say like they haven't played anybody, but that win this week against the Titans that proved that the Cleveland Browns are. An actual, I don't want to say like contenders, but they're where they belong at nine and three. Yeah, I agree. And going back to the NFC North, Nick, your Bears, what happened? Certified doo doo. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Bears suck. It's just it's just straight facts now. Um, I think it's time to clean house. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think they should have fired Nagy today. Because Nagy is the reason that they have this shitty record. Trubisky was 3-0, and and he throws one interception, and he gets pulled for six games or seven games, whatever. Like, what the fuck? That makes no sense. Yeah, but, I mean, Mitch still doesn't look good, even though he's no, no, him. No, obviously Mitch isn't good, but he's better than Nick Foles. Yeah. Like, that. that's what I mean. At least, like, there were chances to win games that Nick Foles lost. Like, that's what I mean. Like, at least Trubisky can move his legs a little bit. I feel like it would have been better if you guys lost to the Falcons. Because <clears throat> probably Nick Foles led that comeback. So now he was like, all the, even Bears fans were like, okay, he has to start. Like, mm-hmm. he's better. Except, and, dude, I, I, was always on the, I was always on the Trubisky train, though, dude. I was like, I don't think I – I don't think that Foles should be the starter yet. Yeah, yeah. Foles should have came in in like week thirteen to so, save yeah. to save the season to do a classic Nick Foles thing, but instead, Nagy brought him in in the goddamn third game or whatever. It was just it was just bad. And the Bears' defense the last two games has absolutely sucked. I was about to say, the defense has just given like, up. Yeah, it's like it's like sucked. Yeah. Like, they gave up 402 yards to Matt Stafford. So. Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, he is. Oh, I'm not going to knock Matt <laughs> Stafford. He's probably the most underrated quarterback of all time, honestly. I'm a big Matt Stafford guy. Oh, you same. That. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it was just like, yeah, it looks like the team gives up. And did, I don't know if you saw, like, Lance Briggs, Matt Forte – Tariq Cohen, they were all tweeting like this team ass. Yeah, but it's bad. Are. It's bad when Tariq Cohen's saying that when he's still on the team. Yeah, saying like, "Damn, we suck." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's just absolute shit show. They just got to clean house, start all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the defense, the defense still has talent. It's just it's hard to play for an offense that doesn't really do anything. Oh, I know. It's hard to try to, like, they're, like, they have so much pressure on them to get a stop because they know the offense can't score. And they're on the field 80% of the game because the offense can't move the ball. Exactly. So they get super tired really, like, they get super tired early in the game because they're on the field for, again, yeah, 80% of the whole game. Right. So, yeah, it's just time to cross the season out and then um, clean house and everything. Yeah, just, I wasn't even that upset though. Like I, I, I saw it coming from a mile away, so I'm like, 
Yeah, I'm done. See, that's when you that's when you know it's bad as a Nebraska fan when like when losses just start to be like whatever. I don't even give a shit anymore. When they start to not hurt anymore, that's when you know you're really hurting. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, like this loss did not hurt me one bit. Like I'm like I I like I literally couldn't care less now. Yeah, that's that's when it's bad. That's when you know it's getting bad. Yeah. I understand that. We'll get that. We'll get into that later in the college football segment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, other surprises. One of the biggest surprises in the NFL right now is that behind Adam Gage still having a job, it's Matt Nagy having a job. Yeah, I like. I I don't know why he still has a job. I don't. Do you want? Do you want to hear something crazy? Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy won Coach of the Year in 2018, and you know who got this most second place votes? Who? Anthony Lynn. Anthony. Who's that? The Chargers coach. And now both of those coaches are guaranteed to not have a job at the end of this year. <laughs> I they know. are two of the worst coaches in the NFL. That's crazy. It is nuts. <laughs> that is nuts. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, some positive news. Dolphins are now 8-4, and four, and they could make the playoffs. We're talking about coach of the to. year. Brian Flores has to be up there, like right up there. What a job he's done. I think right now he is second to Kevin Stefanski of Cleveland, mm-hmm. but both coaches have done a fantastic job. Like the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs over the Ravens. They might. Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, the Ravens are frauds, so. Yeah, but, I mean, you'd still expect them to make the playoffs over Miami. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, like, <laughs> the cool thing about Miami, like, if you're a Miami fan – it's not like you were expected to be good this year and you're living up to like high expectations. Nobody expected anything. So the fact that you're eight and four, you have to be so excited. And I think they have two first, two or three first round picks this year also. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I know they have the Houston's and like, if Tua works out, if you have the quarterback, then that team's really settled in. If Tua's is not the guy, they're going to be in trouble. Then they're going to so end up what, like the bears. Yeah, so, so what's that team need? Like, um, a wide receiver and like an offensive lineman or something like that. Obviously, I'm sure they just, like just need their defense is good. They just you can never go wrong with offensive yeah. linemen. I don't know if they need receivers. They have Devontae Parker and Preston Williams who just got hurt, but Preston Williams is good when he's healthy. I, I feel like it. Oh, go Liam. Sorry. I think the they will need another receiver. Just uh, the early mock drafts I've seen have them taking a receiver, offensive lineman, or like a linebacker type of guy. Who's their running back? Uh, Miles Gaskin. Oh, okay. and a running back. <laughs> yeah, maybe a <laughs> running back might not hurt. But you can get you can get a really good running back or in like the fifth or sixth round. Oh yeah, no, no, don't waste a first round pick on that. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, and the one thing that's really unique about this Dolphins team, their two cornerbacks, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Howard is leading the league in interceptions. He has like seven or eight. Yeah. And it's only been 13 weeks. Like, that's insane. I know. I have Miami's defense in fantasy. They're very good. Yeah, so they're a real surprise this year. I'm well, good for them. I hope, I hope they go far. Same. I hope Ryan Fitzpatrick gets the Super Bowl. That would be awesome. And, like, both quarterbacks can play so freely because they're – both quarterbacks are good. Like, they yeah. can win with both of them. It's not like – if they're fucked, if one of them goes down, you know? Yeah. So they just, the team's really playing very freely. 
and I think I think the coach the coaches are giving the quarterbacks freedom too. Well, you, yeah, you have go, to. I think they're going out there and saying, you know what, play how you want to play. I'll I'll call the plays for your style. Yeah, well, that's why Brian Flores deserves a coach mm-hmm. of the year nod for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and you want to talk about good quarterback play, Colt McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> He stepped in for Danny Dimes yesterday, and he beat the Seattle Seahawks, and I believe they were in Seattle. I think the Seahawks are frauds, too. I mean, I don't know if I'd say – their defense is just fucking atrocious. I did like Colt McCoy beat you, bro. Colt McCoy only threw for 100 yards. Um, they just couldn't yeah. stop the run. Okay, but still, like, how do you let a team led by Colt McCoy – to yeah, you. I know. I know what you're saying. Also, like, I don't think the Giants are that bad. Um, they're. De- I think they're definitely going to win the East, but they're going to have a better record than the Bears at the end of the season, guaranteed. <laughs> oh, yikes. I'm not kidding. They've won what four or five in a row now. Yeah, they're a hundred percent on the rise. Um, but Seattle just has looked bad. Like, there's no other way around it. I don't, don't know what else to say. Russell Wilson has not looked that good in the last two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. You can He's play a turnover machine. You can place the blame on the defense all you want, but when you look at the Seattle offense, Russell Wilson has not been that good over the past four weeks. Ever since the MVP hype he had earlier in the season, ever since that Buffalo Bills game, it has not been there. Yeah. Um, the Really, in the NFC now, it's – New Orleans and Green Bay, like, those are the only two, like, good, good teams, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think there's really, like, a top tier in the NFC, but I think there's, like, three or four teams in my mind that could realistically, like, I could see any of those four. And right now I think Seattle's not in that four. It'd be New Orleans, Green Bay, Los Angeles, the Rams, and the Buccaneers, really. Yeah. Like, I I honestly, I think whatever AFC team comes out of the AFC, they're winning. They're winning. They're, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think an NFC team has a chance right now. Really? Even after yeah. the Chiefs game last night where they barely beat the Broncos? Yeah, because it's still Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes over anybody right now. That's fair. See, yeah. but I don't know. Like, I could just – I could just see, like, the Titans somehow beating the Chiefs, like, in, like, a second-round matchup. I think the – well, the Titans are a really good team. Like, they're really good. So, I think – On their week. I th- yeah. I th- well, I think the Titans could beat the, beat the Steelers in the playoffs, too. Yeah, they could. Like, I just mm-hmm. – like, I don't know. There, I don't think there's – if I had to put money on a team, I'd put it on the Chiefs. Yeah. But, like, I could also see the Chiefs losing to a team. Like, they're not as dominant as they were last year. Like, they're still winning games and they're cruising to games. Uh, but I just – they're not as dominant as they were. They are, I'm not saying they're not as good. Mm-hmm. But it's still – like, if you need Patrick Mahomes to make a play for you, he's going to do it 10 out of 10 times. Like, yeah. he just will because that's just what he does. He's just that good. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah, I think right now it's between the Steelers and the Chiefs. I think they're the two favorites for the Super Bowl, and they should be. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, moving on, 
the other Los Angeles team, the one I did not mention, the Chargers, got absolutely embarrassed. I believe the final score was 45 to nothing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, another coach of the year, I mean, this might be Bill Belichick's best job ever. With the team he has, they've won, what, five out of, five out of six now? And he doesn't have half of his defense and, yeah, and no offensive talent. No offense. I think Bill Bel- – he won't because it's Bill Belichick. Like, everybody mm-hmm. knows him. He's already a very, very good coach. Yeah. But I think it's impossible to discredit the job that he's done this year. Yeah, like, they're 6-6. Like, they're six and six. like they're, they're not out of it. Not at all. No. No, especially with that seventh wild card spot now. Mm-hmm. Um, they play the Rams next, and I think if they beat the Rams – New England's all the way back. Well, I do. I I think the Rams are frauds. Yeah, I've I've I I hate the Rams. I hate them so much. You said that they were huge frauds right before they went and destroyed the Bears, and now you have bad blood. Well, that, well, that's because the Bears suck. Yeah, but but at the time, Bears fans still had hope because. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But oh, it's just. No, I think the Rams' defense is just so good. And Cooper Cup is insane. <laughs> he is the best slot receiver in the NFL. It's not even close. He is really, really good. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the other thing about this Chargers game, is Justin Herbert offensive rookie of the year, or is it now Justin Jefferson of Minnesota? That's – ooh, that's that's good. It might be Justin Jefferson now, honestly. If it, I mean, these last, it's neck and neck. Like these last few weeks are going to decide it. It's one of those two, though. I don't think anybody else is really in the conversation. No, I know we were saying like before Joe Burrow got hurt, it was between him and Justin Herbert. But now that Joe Burrow's not there and Justin Jefferson's really turning on. Uh, if you had, if I had to choose one right now to win the award, it'd probably be Justin Jefferson. Just because. Yeah the Vikings have a better shot of making the playoffs and Justin Jefferson is going to be key in that. That's fair. Yeah. He's probably the best receiver on the team on the Vikings right now. Ooh. Over Adam. I Adam, think Thielen right now, lead, Adam Thielen leads the NFL in touchdowns. Does he actually? Yeah. I thought it was Devontae Adams. No. Which is, yeah. I have yeah, I thought it was Devontae Adams. Doesn't Devontae Adams have, like, 12 fucking touchdowns this year? I think Thielen has 13. Oh, okay. So, it's <laughs> it's close, but – Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll get into that Packers game right now then. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Packers beat the Philadelphia Eagles, which, I mean, I think everybody was expecting, but they got a little bit closer at the end. I think if – I said this to Ian um, – I think if uh, Jalen Hurts played the whole game, I think they would have beat the Packers. I mean, he looked good, but I don't know if I'd say that. Yeah, but the Packers only scored 23. That's the thing. I mean, a win's a – like, they didn't have to. No, no, no. I'm not not knocking that they won, obviously. Yeah, like, they they didn't have to score that much. And also – we gave them such good field position because J.K. Scott sucks. I don't know what happened to that guy. He's a bottom five punter now, like statistically. You guys, 
Packers fans were, loved him last year. <laughs> well, he was like the best punter in the NFL last year. Every punt was 70 yards, and now he, we're lucky if he kicks it 40. Yeah. I don't know what happened. He's just trash. Yeah, I, our special teams in general is just really bad. Yeah. But, I mean, like, the Packers beat Philadelphia. Like, I'm, I don't know about you, but I, I'm, like, not ex- – I'm not – ecstatic about the win i'm in like the win to win type of mode like i'm not unnecessarily happy i think oh, me that, neither. i don't know i don't know that win just shows there's a lot left to do with the green bay packers want to really make a super bowl run in my eyes yeah i mean Obviously, our defense sucks. That's really it. Our defense and special teams. The only consistency we have is the offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, I, trust, I trust Aaron Rodgers to go score us points if we need to. And also, we would have scored again if M- MVS didn't suck. <laughs> Back. He dropped a um, wide-open Hail Mary that would have put us on, like, the five-yard line. Um. And uh, when I was watching Red Zone, Andrew Siciliano went to the Packer game to show the MVS drop. And he's like, I know we don't usually uh, go to games for drops, but he just does it so much that I had to show you. <laughs> I was like, well, that's fair. <laughs> um, by the way, Devontae Adams has one more touchdown than Adam Thielen. Oh, really? He passed him this weekend? Devontae Adams has 13. Thielen has 12. Tyreek Hill and Delvin Cook are tied for the lead with 14 each. Okay. So. Yeah, going back to that MVS thing, I will say in defense, he did drop that ball. No excuses there. But his blocking and his hustle, like after he dropped that pass on other plays, I thought that was like pretty well done. Like on the yeah, I mean, run, he was strive for strive with Aaron Jones. Like the hustle is there. I don't know if the actual being a wide receiver is there. No, we. Sh- I think we should draft or get a better wide receiver and move MVS to defense. And I'm not even kidding because he's fast as fuck. And when wide receivers can't catch balls, they move to cornerbacks or safeties. That's what they do. That's why they. That's why cornerbacks and safeties can't fucking catch, because <laughs> they're washed wide receivers who are also good at football but just can't catch a ball. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we do need a replacement for Kevin King this off season. So, <laughs> exactly. There we go. Um, one last news bit of the NFL: the Arizona Cardinals. Yikes. Yeah, I was talking to Robbie yesterday, and he agrees with me. They suck. Okay, good. They're, they are a Hail Mary away from losing six straight games. Yep. They're horrible. Yeah, they're, they're not good. Nope. I remember, remember in the beginning of the year when the media was talking about Kyler Murray for MVP? Yes. I was never on that train, but – Oh, I never what, was what either. A, what a ridiculous train to be on. My goodness. He had two, like, okay weeks. Everybody's like, MVP? MVP? No, not a chance. The Cardinals suck. He's just not efficient, like, at all. 
one of the least efficient quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I remember we talked about this, and I'm like, oh, it doesn't really matter if he's efficient or not. If he, oh, nice tight on kissed by the way, Ian. <laughs> yeah uh no but like i remember earlier i said it doesn't really matter if he's efficient or not as long as he puts up numbers but he's not putting up numbers <laughs> so sorry robbie but it yeah, is what it is. they're not that good <laughs> yeah the mvp race now is between Patrick mahomes and aaron Rodgers. yeah yeah than what some people may think it is. But I was about to say, I was looking at all these stats, and it's the eye test says Patrick Mahomes, but the numbers are pretty fucking close. Oh, yeah, they are. I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to win it. Uh, well, Rodgers is probably having his best season since his, since his uh, MVP season. He definitely is having For his sure. best season. For sure. Yeah. This might be better than his MVP season, dude, honestly. Um, Rogers got into the record books this mm-hmm. week to, um, a two, was it two records? Two records. Yep. So yeah. he was the fastest to 400, 400,000. And then he was the only player ever with five seasons of 35, not 400,000. <laughs> a lot of touchdowns, 400 touchdowns. Oh, I was thinking passing yards for some reason. My bad. 400,000 is still a lot of passing Still a lot of passing yards. Yeah, that's about 40,000 pass yards a season. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I misspoke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, 400 touchdowns, and then 400 he touchdowns. joined. No, um, he passed. He passed uh, Breeze, Manning, and Brady. He has, yeah, five, se- he- he has five seasons of. Yeah, but he joined just like seven other quarterbacks who have 400 touchdowns all time. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, okay. So, yeah, um, Aaron Rodgers is pretty good. Yeah, in the five seasons of 35 touchdowns, Tom Brady's probably gonna get to that too this year. So, how many does he have this year? I believe Tom Brady has 25. Let me see. Where are you, Tom? He's on the Buccaneers. Remember that one. Yep. Tommy has 28. 28 oh, he's yeah. definitely going to get it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's all the NFL news we have for this week. Uh, some things we missed last week. The Packers beat the Bears. We're not going to talk about that one. No, we already talked about it. Nick Bears are... So. Yeah, Bears suck. Packers just write them. <laughs> Into some college football news. Um, this week's slate was not very good in my eyes for college football. There were only a few good games. I had a fantastic college football weekend. I didn't watch one second of college football this weekend. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> into the games, we will just get some news. Uh, we heard the Big Ten could possibly change the schedule to help Ohio State into the college football playoff. I don't know if that's going to happen. It depends whether they play Michigan this weekend or not, but that could still happen. And I'm all for that in all honesty. Yeah. One of the plans was if Michigan couldn't play, Nebraska was going to play them again because people were assuming Minnesota wasn't going to play, but PJ flex said they're going to play. They're going to be down 20 players though, but they're still going to play. So they'd have to find somebody other than Nebraska. There'd have to be another cancellation. 
But I know Nebraska's AD told Ohio State that we would play him again just to give him that extra game that they need to go to the Big Ten championship. Yeah. Yeah. And then in other championship news, the ACC, they didn't cancel the last two weeks of the season, but they switched the schedules around to make sure that Clemson and Notre Dame were playing really easy schools so that you could basically have a Clemson-Notre Dame ACC championship. Hold on. What about what? What about Northwestern clinching their Big Ten championship spot? You had all week to put that in here. Oh, sorry. sorry. It doesn't write in the doc. No, I don't write in the doc. <laughs> Northwestern clinched the Big Ten West. They did. Congrats. Yep. <laughs> uh, the best game of the week in my eyes: Coastal Carolina BYU, and Coastal Carolina won on a last play that was just yards away from being a touchdown. Literally by two yards, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I saw that last play. That was one hell of a game. Like, I'm very happy both BYU and Coastal Carolina made that happen. And Coastal Carolina, I think they're going to be in a New Year's Six Bowl now. Yeah, um, that game, like, everybody said it mattered for the playoffs, but it – if BYU would have won, but it didn't because BYU isn't a power five school. And we've seen time and time again, that if you're not a power five school, you will never make it into the playoffs. UCF went 26 and 0 over two seasons and they never even made the top 10. So yeah. you, if you don't play power five, you will get no respect ever. Yeah. yeah bullshit. But that's just how it is. It's going to be the problem with Cincinnati here coming up, too. Cause, yep, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I would like Cincinnati to make the college football playoff, but they won't. No, they won't. There will be a, there would be a two-loss SEC team in there before there's ever a non-Power 5. Yeah, it's either going to be Florida or Texas A&M, and we'll get into that later because that's in the college football playoff drama. But, Ian, Nebraska beat Purdue. Yep. Um, we – I'm glad I can talk about Nebraska again. I didn't write them in the doc the last two weeks because I couldn't be bothered to talk about them. <laughs> but um, we won. That was our second win of the year. And honestly, it made me feel a lot better when I saw that 10 of the 14 Big Ten teams only have two wins. Like, everybody sucks. It's not just us. The entire Big Ten sucks outside of, like, three teams. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, no, we beat Purdue, and Purdue is – a lot of people were high on Purdue in the beginning of the year, so I was happy with that win. We looked really good, and ever since Adrian Martinez has come back, he, um, from being benched, he has an 82% completion percentage. And it just – he's looking like he did his freshman year again. I don't know. Liam, did you watch any of this game? I did not, no. <clears throat> okay. Well, I don't know. We look good. We held Purdue to negative two rushing yards, which was fucking awesome. Is that good? And- Huh? Is that good? Um, in my eyes. <laughs> and we held uh, Rondo Moore in check, which is not easy for anybody to do. So I was very happy with this win. And I don't know. I just, I just love AJ Martinez. Like he is just, he's one of my favorite Nebraska players ever. Just the way that he carries himself and how positive he always is. And after being benched, he never once, because he said, they asked him in his post-game interview, he's like, well, whether I'm starting or on the bench, I'm still a team captain, and I need to act like it, and I need to be here for the, the team and whoever happens to be playing on the field that day. Like, he's just the 
epitome of like a good teammate. And I just don't know how anybody could not like that guy. I don't know if anybody doesn't, but if they don't, then they're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Adrian Martinez and I love to see Nebraska win. It makes my weekend. Like I don't care what else happens the rest of the weekend. If Nebraska wins, then I'm having a great weekend. And it makes it a little better when Wisconsin loses. Sorry, Liam. <laughs> great transition. Yeah. Teams that fell. Wisconsin was one of them. They had beat by Indiana and the score was what, like 17 to 6 or something like that? 14 to 6. 14 to 6. Yeah. And you guys were talking earlier about how, like, when you don't really care if your team loses anymore, like, that's when you know it's bad. And honestly, I had no hard feelings. Like, they were out of the Big Ten Championship. They weren't really playing for anything. They were basically playing for pride and getting beat by Indiana. Who? How is Indiana? How is Wisconsin 14-point favorites coming into the game is my first thought. Like, well, Indiana hasn't been respected all year, and I don't know why. Yeah, I They know. continue to impress. And even when they lost to Ohio State, they made it a game. They lost by what, seven? Yeah, it was a close game. Yeah, Indiana is a good football team, so I don't think Wisconsin fans should be that upset for losing by eight. I think they could have won, but um, and I'm not saying this to be mean or hurt your feelings, Liam, but I think the Graham Mertz train has really slowed down from everybody because he kind of stinks. Yeah, I think the problem lies within – in previous years, Paul Christ called the plays, and Wisconsin's offense has looked – a ways better last year compared to this year. And this year, Joe Rudolph, the offensive coordinator is calling plays. And it, it doesn't really seem like the same offense Wisconsin runs. And I think, well, I think it really hurts them to not have a Heisman candidate running back. Like they have literally the last, as long as I can remember, yeah. they've had one of the top two or three running backs in college football where they, they can just feed him all game and they can, their quarterback only has to throw 20 times a game and he can be efficient when he has to do that because the teams prepare for the run. But now like their running back, uh, what's his burger? What's his name? Mm -hmm. He's, he's not bad at all, but he's not Jonathan Taylor, uh, Melvin Gordon or Monty ball or any of those guys. Yeah. I do like Jalen Berger. I think he'll be good in the future but it's hard for a freshman to come in and really contribute as a running back or any skill position player. And I think we're seeing that too in the wide receivers for Wisconsin because they were down Kendrick Pryor and Danny Davis, who both of them haven't really played. Kendrick Pryor came back for like a quarter against Indiana, but they haven't played since like the first game of the year. Mm -hmm. And when you're down to his last name is DK, but he's a freshman, and Jack Dunn, who's, like, our height, like, that's not really <laughs> adequate wide receivers. But I I may have been a little bit early on the Grand March train. I will admit that. <laughs> do I still think he'll be a good quarterback in the future? I do. Uh, it's a learning curve. I'll put it that way. But um, I, what? How old is Jack Cohn? He's a senior. I do want to see him play. He's a senior? He is, yes. Well, he, he gets an extra year of eligibility. Do you think he'll – I'm sure he'll come back. He's not going to go to the NFL. So my, my thinking on that is that I think he will enter the transfer portal after the year. <gasps> really? I do think so. I think 
I think once Wisconsin went to Graham Mertz, I think it was going to be a done deal that Graham Mertz was going to be playing for the remainder of his Wisconsin career quarterback, unless something tragic happened. But uh, because Jack Cohn was suited up and available to play against Indiana, and he didn't play. Not oh, only was he really? I didn't even know he was active. He, he was suited up. He was available to play. I don't know if that's because they didn't want to uh, bring him in and re-risk injury to the foot. But I do want to see him play this year, though, because Jack Cohn, he was going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, like top 15, top 20 quarterbacks in the nation this year before he got hurt. So, I saw a stat saying that in Jack Cohn's 14 starts, he has five interceptions, and now Graham Mertz has five interceptions as his first four. So, I mean, Jack Cohn, you said it, too, at the beginning of the year. You thought he – should have started even though Graham, everybody was high in Graham Mertz anyways. And you were definitely right. I think Cohen would have been a better option. I think people were just really excited about Graham Mertz after that Illinois game. Yeah, who would do that? The only reason I gave you shit about it is because I didn't want to see you get hurt like you are. <laughs> <laughs> because I've seen a quarterback who looks incredible and then they just end up sucking. See, I, I think – I think Graham Mertz will turn out to be a good quarterback. I may have been a little bit early, but yeah, whatever. There were a lot of other ranked teams that fell this week weekend. A lot of them in the back half of the rankings. Uh, number 21 Marshall was upset by Rice and that was a 20 to nothing game. Like that came out of nowhere. Uh, number 22 Washington got beat by Stanford uh, Saturday night. Number 15, Oklahoma State got beat by TCU. And number 23, Oregon got beat by Cal. So a lot of teams fell, which gave a lot of teams an opportunity to move up. Uh, I didn't really look into the AP poll. The AP poll doesn't really matter anyways. It's the college football playoff poll now. So Yeah. And we'll get that uh, tomorrow night or when this episode is released tonight. Uh some other new noteworthy news. Iowa State clinches their spot in the Big 12 championship game, and I believe they're going to play Oklahoma. And there's a lot of college football playoff drama, and we mentioned Ohio State, and there's a lot of people around the country saying that Ohio State should not be in the top four due to the lack of games played. I saw that, but then I also saw they, they have an 88% chance to make it. Like, whether whether they play in the Big Ten championship or not, they're going to make it because they are Ohio State. And that's unfair to other teams, but unfortunately, that's just how it is. That's why they should expand the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But like I always tell Liam, that would be way too fun, and college football doesn't like, doesn't like for stuff to be exciting, the, they, the committee. They want That'd the be, same be, four teams in every year. Yeah, it'd be way too much fun to have an eight-team playoff. That would just be way too cool. <laughs> So, and realistically, there's only six teams that can really make the playoff now: Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Texas A&M, and Florida. Uh, Texas A&M's on the outside looking in because they did lose to Alabama and they don't get the chance to play them again. Florida could potentially move into the playoff if they do beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, which that game is set now. Florida and Alabama are playing in that, and. It's really going to come down to the ACC championship game, whether Clemson can beat Notre Dame or Notre Dame beats Clemson 
for a second time. So this last week or two, this next week or two is going to be really like eye opening for the college football stuff. Yeah, I think Notre Dame should basically be a lock. Oh, they! I think they are. I think yeah. I think them and Bama are. Yeah. I think it's just if Clemson loses again, they're obviously going to be knocked out, yeah. and then you put in Florida or Texas saying that that's going to be the question. Or Cincinnati yeah. could even move up, but that's probably a shot a chance of happening. Yeah, I think Alabama's going to win the championship. I think it's going to be an Alabama Notre Dame championship, and I think Same. it's what people think. But I think yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Uh, we had our first full week of college hoops last week, and boy, oh boy, was it good! I'm so glad college basketball is back. I I'm so I am so in love with college basketball, especially when Duke loses. <laughs> That's where we're gonna get to the chance. <laughs> Michigan State beat Duke, and Kansas beat Kentucky. And I know Ian was saying before. That Michigan State Duke game. We we're in the weight room pumping late, pumping weights, ladies. If you're single out there, Ian loves pumping weights. But <laughs> did tell me that he thought Michigan State was going to wipe Duke off the floor, and he did it pretty well. I my reasoning was that Duke has one player, and also Michigan State. Tom Izzo is an incredible coach, and I think Coach K is completely overrated. So I told Liam. Izzo was going to completely outcoach uh, Coach K, and he did. And also, really, when I watched that Duke team outside of Jalen Johnson, that team's just not that good. Like, they literally, the team, they, they are reckless with the ball. They just chuck threes and they turn it over. Jalen Johnson's the only one who seems to have any composure, and, but Jalen Johnson is really, really good. <laughs> mm hmm. Like, he's going to win them a lot of games by himself. Especially once they get into ACC play. Mm-hmm. Jalen Johnson, we saw him in high school. Well, mm-hmm. Did you guys see him in person? No, yeah. I never did. I, I, went, I went to that game. Okay. I did not see him in person, but he was very good in high school and he's very good in college. Yeah, Tom, yeah he, in high school, he was – uh, clearly miles better than everyone else on the court. And he is at Duke too, which speaks volumes. Yeah. Like the, he's going to be a really good NBA player. He was committed to Duke when he was a junior. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, and he was playing like he could have been playing in college when he was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We knew, we knew what Jalen Johnson was going to be coming from Wisconsin. We knew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in that second half of the champions classic, Kansas beat Kentucky. Kentucky looks to be really bad. Uh, not only did they lose to Kansas, they lost to Richmond last week as well, and they also lost to Georgia Tech this weekend. Kentucky's one and three. Yeah, I said Who last week that team. Uh, I don't know. Austin, I believe, is their main. Oh yeah, the dude from uh, Sierra Canyon. He played with Bronny. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I said last week that I wasn't worried about Kentucky because. They, they always lose, um, like, during the first week of the season. But to move to one and three with two bad losses, now now you start to worry if you're a Kentucky fan. Like, that doesn't usually happen. 
I would hold the horses on the two bad losses. Uh, Georgia Tech's a bad loss. I agree with that. I don't think Richmond's a bad loss. Yeah, you were saying – okay, I, I agree, but Wait. against Kentucky, Kentucky should have won. Yeah. Like, Richmond's good, but they're not a blue blood. Yeah, I, I can agree with that, yep. Blue Buds, Ian, I'm sorry. North Carolina lost to Texas in the Maui Inventational. It was written on the walls. Um, Roy Williams is 1-8 and eight against Texas. Anybody who's a North Carolina fan knows it is the Texas curse. We lose to them on a buzzer beater just about every time we play them. And what happened this week? Contested step-back buzzer beater for the win. Like, it – I like, I just – we were talking about games that don't make us upset. I wasn't upset because I knew it was going to happen. When we left six seconds on the clock, tie game, or where we made what we might have even been up by one. I was like, it's over. We lose to Texas on a buzzer beater every single game. And all the uh, North Carolina alums were tweeting, like, how does this keep happening? <laughs> a buzzer beater again, all this shit. Like, we've seen it a million times. I don't know what it is, but yeah, Roy Williams, one of the greatest coaches ever, one and eight against Texas. Don't know why, but we just can't beat Texas. So I stand on that. I'm just glad I don't have to listen to fucking Bill Walton <laughs> talk about peanut butter Caleb Love for the rest of the fucking year. Our point guard Caleb Love, he kept calling him peanut butter chocolate love. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but Bill Walton needs to go have to smoke some more weed, do some acid, and never get behind a microphone again. He is well, the most you- annoying commentator of all time. Did you like the other announcer who was with him, Jason Benetti? That's the White Sox announcer. Yeah, no, he's fine. I feel bad for him because he has to keep fucking Bill Walton in check. Like he's like, you know, Bill, there's there's a game going on. You can stop talking about this book that you're reading. And he was, I'm sure you guys saw on Twitter, Twitter, he was literally barking, like for no reason, just barking during the game. We need Bill Walton and Snoop Dogg to commentate a basketball game together. That would be the absolute no, we don't. greatest thing ever. No, we don't. <laughs> I, I like Snoop Dogg. I, I hate Bill Walton. Snoop would actually talk about the game. He would just oh, be yeah. funny about it. Bill's just annoying and doesn't talk about basketball. I honestly think that he is just high all the time. He is. I also saw a clip on Twitter where he's like, this is the best game of – this guy's career so far. And the other announcer was like, well, this is his second game ever. He's a freshman. So he doesn't know anything about basketball. I don't know how he still has a job. It's because he's Bill Walton. That's why. I don't care who he is, dude. When you're fucking senile and don't know anything, you need to stop having a job. No, like, I agree with Fitel you. tell is 95 years old, but he still knows how to fucking announce a game. No, yeah, I agree with you. I'm just saying it's just because of his name. I know, but God, it is annoying as fuck. Uh, moving on, the Jimmy V Classic happened as well. Gonzaga beat West Virginia. Baylor beat Illinois. And I that Jimmy V Classic, that hyped up the Baylor-Gonzaga game that was supposed to happen Saturday so much. I know. It was must-watch TV. You're going to have an offensive juggernaut in Gonzaga play – a defensive juggernaut in Baylor, one versus two. I was so excited. I woke up Saturday morning, put my bagels in the toaster. Hold up, hold up. Did you just say bagel? Put my bagel. And I sat down to eat them. I need you to say bagel right now. Bagel. Thank, Thank you. you. 
<laughs> I like between the two. <laughs> I like to keep the listeners on their toes. Okay. All right. I'll let it slide this time. That's it, though. Okay. But anyways, that game was postponed due to COVID, and I was extremely sad about it. Same. So what team had the positive test? Was it Baylor? Gonzaga. Oh, it was Gonzaga. Okay. Which you would have thought Baylor because uh, their coach had it. So. And they're in Texas. <laughs> so that's why I just figured that. <laughs> yep. Uh, Friday night, Marquette beat Wisconsin, the I-94 rivalry. That one, it stung a little bit because it's a rivalry game. But at the end of the day, basketball, it's hard to go undefeated. Wisconsin's probably going to have, what, probably seven or eight more losses in Big Ten play just because of how good the Big Ten is this year. So might as well get the first one out of the way. <laughs> I, was, I was hyped. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Marquette guy. Um, you guys yeah. know that. But I was – the Marquette's freshmen are really, really good. Like, um, I don't, I was, I mean, I love Marcus Howard. Um, I know a lot of people don't, but I loved Marcus Howard, but I was excited to watch a team that could really move the ball and run an offense. Um, like Marcus Howard just chucked, but when he makes 50%, I'm completely fine with that. But I was excited to watch like a, a team play basketball. And I, that's what we're seeing out of Marquette right now. Their freshmen are really good. Theo John is a fantastic big, and they scored six straight possessions um, against Wisconsin, the last six possessions of the game, uh, to come back and win. So that's just a really good offensive performance by them. Yeah, and I believe that freshman Justin Lewis, I want to say, right? He is very good. Yeah, Marquette fans should be really excited about – they're definitely going to upset some teams in the – Big East this year because I know they're projected to come like tenth out of are there twelve big um, East teams. I know UConn joined, so there might be like thirteen. I know they were projected to come like bottom three when I saw Wait, the who preseason. joined who joined the Big Twelve, the Big East. UConn. UConn. Oh, okay. Um, but I think they're definitely going to be better than people think, and they're definitely going to upset some teams already. They have, but I'm talking about Big East play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Villanova might be one of those teams, and they beat Texas in a ranked matchup yesterday. Uh, I know some people probably weren't watching it because it was on at noon on an NFL football Sunday, but when your two options to watch NFL games are the Jags versus the uh, Vikings and the Bears versus the Lions, I decided for Villanova and Texas. Yeah, I watched actually some of that game. <laughs> I watched the end of it. Um when it was like a two-point game with two minutes left, I watched the rest of the game. It was a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It made me feel good about North Carolina because we stuck with Texas, and Texas really stuck with Villanova. So I think Carolina will be decent this year. I I think there's a lot of good teams this year. And yeah. Well. Yeah, I think this is going to be another year, kind of like last year, where there's not – there might there might be a consistent number one with Gonzaga, but I think two through ten are going to be up and down all year long. Is the uh, Jalen Suggs okay? By the way, yeah, he came back into the game. Okay, okay, good. It it did not look good when he first yeah, it, but he came back in. Okay, good. Uh, this coming week, there's a lot of great games. We're gonna highlight just a few of them. 
First one being Creighton versus Kansas. That's going to be the Big 12, Big East challenge, I believe. That's Tuesday night. You're going to have North Carolina, Iowa, the Big 10 and ACC challenge. Illinois Duke, another Big Ten ACC challenge. All those are on Tuesday night. Wednesday night, you have the Michigan State, Virginia in the Big Ten ACC challenge. Thursday night, you have San Diego State and Arizona State. Both those teams are ranked. That could be a really good game to decide where San Diego State is because they were good last year. Sunday, West Virginia and Richmond. Richmond, are they really as good as people say they are? That'll be a good test. And another game on Sunday, you have Texas and Baylor. That'll be a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm nervous about tomorrow for my North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, I found out today that our Garrison Brooks, our center, who was ACC preseason player of the year, uh, sprained his ankle. So he will be out. And it's not good to lose a big when you're about to play against Luca Garza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we're going to win that game because Iowa looks really, really good. I'm excited for that Illinois Duke game. I'm an yeah. Illinois. I'm an Illinois basketball fan. I would say. Um, well, I've been an Illinois fan. No, shut up. <laughs> I'm obviously in Illinois. Everything really, but like, like, like I don't know. Northwestern college basketball. I don't give a shit about. Like how you don't care about Nebraska basketball. I do. Not yeah, as but much, if, not as much as football, but yeah. I care. Like that's what, yeah, that, like that's what I mean. Like I, I would probably root for Illinois over Northwestern when they play. Gotcha. Yeah, on the Wisconsin side of things, Wisconsin was scheduled to play Louisville Wednesday night. That would have been a ranked matchup and a really good game. But uh, that game is postponed today, and Wisconsin will be playing Rhode Island instead Wednesday. Okay. Fun. Rhode Island's not that bad, though. I Rhode Island's not bad, so that'll be a good game. Yeah. Other sports. Yesterday I had a big announcement. Floyd oh. and Logan Paul are going to fight February 20th. I was so excited um, for this. You know, honestly, I just, I just have to give so much credit to the Paul brothers. When they say something's going to happen, it happens. And honestly, seeing this happen makes me really think that uh, Jake Paul and Conor McGregor is going to happen. Oh, because- I think it's going to happen. I do. Yeah, like a, a Logan Paul has one professional match under his belt, and he lost. And now he's his next fight is going to be against the greatest pound for pound boxer, fifty and zero of all time. Like the Paul brothers just have so much influence, and he is going to make so much money because you know Floyd Mayweather was going to come out for this unless he's making at least a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Which means Logan Paul is going to be making around the same. Um, well, Logan Paul will probably make, he'll probably make like 50. He'll probably make like half, but still $50 million. Yeah. And like, and the thing is like Logan Paul knows he's not going to win, but like if he even lands one, like good punch, then he, then he basically won the fight because of the content that's going to come from that. Like, Floyd Mm -hmm. Mayweather is known as, like, the quickest, like, evasive fighter ever. If Logan Paul lands, like, a clean punch to the jaw, then he wins. Like, no matter what the actual outcome of the fight is. Like, I'm super excited for this because Logan Paul is literally twice the size of Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Yeah, I – yeah. He's not going to win, obviously, but I'm super excited to watch this. I think it's going to be really interesting. And did you see that 
uh, Logan Paul responded to KSI's tweets. I did. And said, if I beat him, then you're the greatest boxer of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Which is true, because yeah. that means KSI would beat Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, um, this is, this is going to be fun. And like, I know bo- like true like old school boxing fans probably hate this. But Mike Tyson even said it. He's like, if it wasn't for these YouTubers like Logan, KSI, and Jake, boxing would be nothing. Well, boxing was a, basically a dead sport before they brought it back. It was like it was dying. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mike Tyson said that after his fight. He's like, this never would have happened if it wasn't for Logan and KSI. Mm-hmm. Like, they have just brought so many young eyes to boxing. And now boxing's really making – like, these boxing – um boxers are like now using like Ryan Garcia is like a social media superstar, but he's also an insane boxer. So like they're like combining these two and it's really bringing a lot of eyes to boxing, which is awesome because I think boxing is a super exciting sport to watch. Oh, I love, I absolutely love boxing. Yeah. It's super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, All the old heads probably hate it, but that's just how social media is runs the world now. So Mm -hmm. you just have to get used to it. Get up or get I, I love way. it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And now for everybody's favorite segment, the moment you guys have been waiting for, you've been missing this for the past week, Bachelorette. <laughs> and let's get into some from the previous week, uh, just some noteworthy things. Ed, our guy Ed, ran into the wrong room. He was trying to go to Tasha's room in the middle of the night to surprise her, ended up at Chris Harrison's house. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was really funny. Probably one of the best scenes of the entire like year, I would say, for The Bachelorette. And then there was also a really weird group date that went on. Yeah, they. Um, we'll just cover this real quick because this was two weeks ago. But they had to eat hot tamales. Not tam- hot tamales. Fuck me. Habaneros. I'm tanked. I'm joking. <laughs> they eat habaneros and then propose to like perform under pressure or whatever. And then they also had to make their orgasm noise into a megaphone. Like, I don't know. They're really running thin on ideas, be- not being able to travel because of COVID, as we can obviously see. But yeah, that was two weeks ago. Um, it was weird, but. Now, this week's episode, um, Liam, our guy Bennett, uh, isn't looking good. No. I, he was doing so well until he brought out that stupid fucking present at the end. See? So I, I watched this with, um, with, with my sister and her friend, and they've hated Bennett since the beginning. And I honestly think he still might be my favorite. He is just so funny. <laughs> I think it's because we love the sarcastic asshole of him. Uh, yeah. When he brought out the present and he brought out that book of being like, pretty much you're a fucking, a book that was saying how to not be a fucking childish idiot. I thought that was awesome, but I don't think Tasha's going to like it at all. Um, and we saw in the preview that either Bennett or Noah's going home. And I have a pretty good feeling it's going to be Bennett because Noah's just kind of sitting there and taking it and not saying anything back. And Bennett's just being a douche. But I love it because I hate Noah. I'm team Bennett all the way. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be Bennett too. But spin zone, Tasha may agree with Bennett and send Noah home. I, I would be excited, but I, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening either. Uh, 
there was a serious moment in this episode when Zach talks about overcoming addiction, opening up with Tasha. Uh, Zach battled drug, alcohol abuse up until about 25, I want to say, is when he started to make a change, went to rehab. He now works as a drug and alcohol abuse specialist, so helping other people get over their addictions. That was a very serious topic, and I thought that was really touching. Yeah, Zach's kind of been through the ringer that we found out. He had been married before, um, so and so had Tasha, so that um, connected them a little bit. But, no, um, everybody always asks Zach, oh, why are you still single? Because he's, what, 36? He's one yeah. of the older ones. And um, we really found out why now because he, for so long, he was just trying to overcome these um, addiction pr- problems that he was having. Um, and he did, and he seems to be doing great, which is awesome because everybody likes to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to ABC, and them including the Black Lives Matter, eating disorders, addictions. Them talking about this type of stuff is what is going to help other people open up about their problems. Yeah, I think one of the upsides of not being able to travel for COVID is that they're getting more – raw footage of these people just being human beings because the date the dates aren't set up like elaborate like plans from um the producers they're literally just their dates where people talk and they're real and i think that's really bringing a lot of this stuff to light which is one of the upsides of this season compared to others mm-hmm. and as much as we liked Zach talking about that. It does look like there's going to be some potential drama with him next week because the previews were showing them doing a lie detector test and Tasha asking Zach if he had cheated before and Zach responded yes and that seems like a no-go in Tasha's book. This, the preview for this week seemed absolutely insane. I cannot wait for tomorrow. I'm so excited. We have three great college basketball games and this tomorrow night. Oh, Yeah, tomorrow's going to be a great day. And lastly, Easy was sent home out of the blue, it seems like, Mm -hmm. last week. And I don't know if a lot of people know this, but when I tweeted out my annual tweet for The Bachelorette, I got a response, and somebody replied with an article about potential sexual assault allegations against Easy, and... Then I saw why he was sent home unexpectedly. Yeah. Um, apparently the producers, the um, accusations were, or allegations were pretty ugly. Um, according to the article, there was no specifics, but um, they, ABC kind of thought that the trial would um, get very bad um, because I guess there was a lot of serious stuff, but um, obviously these shows are taped um, a long time ago. And um, Easy seems to be not in any trouble because, like, he's still on TikTok and stuff. And I feel like we might have heard something by now. And he doesn't seem to be in any trouble. So I don't know if anything came of it. But I know that ABC just didn't want to take any chances. So they sent him home. Like, we don't even know if the allegations are true or anything. I haven't heard anything about it except that he was accused of stuff. But never – like, I don't even know if there was a trial for it. Yeah, I don't know either. But you – all I know is that you don't really take sexual assault allegations lightly either. So, yeah, I know he was. 
I mean, hopefully they're not true because Easy seemed like one of the coolest guys. Um, and if they're not true, then that really sucks for him uh, to get sent home because I think he was he was mine and Liam's preseason one and two for our our favorites. So I really hope they're not true. Mm-hmm. But this week's episode should be very, very good. Uh, we would welcome everybody to tune in, even you, Nick. Uh, moving on, this or that. All right, I'll think about it. <laughs> um, so I've got a, I got a fun one for us. I got a merry fuck kill to start. Oh God! <laughs> it's not what you think. Don't worry. Okay. Merry fuck kill. Italian food, Mexican food, Chinese food. Well, I have to marry Italian food like that. Just, <laughs> I have to. Of course obviously. you do, Mastacholi. <laughs> um, then I would have sexual relations with Chinese food and then kill Mexican food. Okay. Um, that's, that's what I would do too. I love pasta. It's my favorite food. So I definitely marry Italian. Um, I would fuck Chinese food because I get fuck is I'm assuming it's like you can have it once one more time kill. You can never have it again. Um, and Mexican food to be quite frank, is just a little too spicy for me because I have the <laughs> tongue of a four-year-old. So I would kill Mexican food. I'm not, I, the only reason I'm going to say kill Mexican food is because I've had some Mexican food that like, wasn't good. Like, I like I don't get me wrong like I absolutely love Mexican food and I love spicy food but like I don't know for me it's really hit or miss with Mexican food mm-hmm. I would marry Chinese food have sexual relations with Italian food and kill Mexican food Mexican food is just too spicy yeah you guys are babies bro you can't handle any spice look Our dude food- okay so I don't think it makes us babies because we can't help that like, like Nick, I, you've, seen me, you've seen me eat that stuff. I literally turn into a ball of sweat, and, like, I think that my life's going to end. Well, like, I, I can't I help can't, it. I just can't believe that you have to soak your honey barbecue wings in ranch <laughs> for you to okay. enjoy them. I, I don't have to do that, but I just really enjoy ranch. That's why I do it. I don't have to do it. Bro, you get the fucking meat sweats after every time you eat honey barbecue. Bro, I get the meat sweats after eating fucking grilled chicken. It's because it's meat, not because it's spicy. (laughs) Uh, But you you do think that the honey barbecue is spicy. When you get the amount that I do, which is above average – um, after a while, it starts, it starts to get a little tingly on my tongue. That's, uh, that's all I got to say. Sorry. I can't help it. I'm a, I'm an Irish white boy. <laughs> yeah. Through that. <laughs> all right. I got a, this one's a fun one. Um, would you rather wear cargo shorts every day or never wear socks again? <laughs> well, Nate does both of these. <laughs> <laughs> if, dude, if anybody listening knows Nate Mearsman, they're gonna die at that. <laughs> you know what's crazy is I didn't make up this question because of Nate. I actually saw this on Instagram. <laughs> um, um, I would have to wear cargo shorts because 
I don't know why, but my feet are literally always cold. And if I couldn't you wear also have gross feet too. Okay, did you really have to tell everybody that? Okay, well now I have to explain. <laughs> Not my fault. I've had about five toe surgeries and I had a bone infection in my foot that has caused my left toe to look different than the others. Not my fault. It's not like I'm not clean. I just It's pretty I, gross. Looking. It's, just it's not his fault. It's not his fault. No, obviously. it's not. I I literally was in the hospital for 6 weeks treating this fucking bone infection. So, that one that, was, that one's not on me. That one's not on me. No, it's not. Okay. Um I would probably have to I'd probably have to go with cargo shorts. Um because just wearing no socks with shoes is uncomfortable. Imagine playing like basketball with no socks. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. Like one, well, you'd you have to play insane. basketball in cargo shorts, though. <laughs> Dude, oh, are you kidding me, bro? I can hide the ball in one of my side pockets. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest move of all time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, to probably cargo shorts. Okay. I was going to go with no socks until you brought up the how hard it would be to play sports without any socks. Yeah. Cargo shorts. Like, yeah. Could you imagine playing tennis without socks, bro? Or oh, socks. my God. I get, or, I get yeah. so many blisters on my feet while wearing socks. If I yeah, got... and, yeah, like when you play tennis, like you're, like you're pushing your feet all the way to the front of your shoe. Yeah, it's not stop, like stop and yeah. go movements. It's, it would be awful. Yeah, um, you. The swamp ass would be ridiculous in the cargo shorts, though. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Just, you're gonna have to wear dark cargo shorts. Yeah, like black. <laughs> um, okay, last one. Um, what fictional TV or movie character would you love to beat the shit out of? Um, I'll start it off. I'll go King Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good one. That little prick, I would love to just oh. kill him. Man, that's a really good one. Yeah, well, I see, I, I get these questions, so I have time to think about them in advance. Um, I'm thinking... This is tough. Fuck. Can't I know. See- can drop like that's a really good one. Um, yeah, like I've just, I've never been so infuriated by a character... Um, like I was of him. Oh, dude, I could go with Mace Windu, bro. You're not a Mace Windu guy. No, because he's the fucking reason that Anakin turned, dude. Because he wouldn't let him on the Jedi Council. Yeah, he literally, let, master. literally just let him be a master and have a seat on the Jedi Council, and then he, none of it would have happened. Okay, but if none of it would have happened there wouldn't have been as many great Star Wars films and TV shows then. No, obviously. Clone Wars. The, the last season of Clone Wars could have never happened, Nick. Oh, yeah, that, that was absolutely gorgeous. Okay, let me, let me rethink it. Liam, you go. Let me, let me think. I would have to say Scar from The Lion King. Oh, another good pick. That dude's a punk. Yeah, that's a good one. That fucker made Mufasa die. Yeah, he did. And then blamed, made Simba think it was his fault. Mm-hmm. Not a great uncle. Maybe Jar Jar. 
Okay, that's see, I'm more on board with that one than Mace Windu. Yeah, probably Jar Jar. Yeah, just because what the fuck is his the point of that character? There is no point. It was like to make it more kid friendly, but he was just annoying as fuck. And I I know you haven't watched all of Clone Wars, but like his Clone Wars episodes are so bad. I didn't even know he had he was in Clone Wars. Yeah, he was. Like he had some like he had some arcs, some character arcs. Oh god. And, oh my god, they were so bad. Okay. They're de- definitely my least favorite. I like that pick then. So probably Jar Jar. Punch him in a stupid face. <laughs> I wish his head would have got stuck in Anakin's pod racer in episode one. <laughs> All right, you want to go to our top five? Yeah. Yeah, we'll just fly through these ones because. Yep. Yeah, we already did this last week, but we obviously our footage corrupted. So. All right, I'll start it off. Okay. All right, so top five things on our sports bucket list. Um, Number five, I have visited every MLB stadium. Just been wanting to do that forever, so I put that on there. Um, Liam, you want to go? I'll go. Uh, I find mine from last week, so my number five is to visit the Rose Bowl. Uh, I just think it would be a cool experience. Parade of Roses, Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my number five is work for a professional sports team, just because yeah. that's what I'm going to school for. So I think it would be, it'd be, so it's doable. And I think that would just be really cool. Yeah. Um, and then for my number four, I have go to NBA all-star weekend uh, because this last all-star weekend was definitely my favorite ever. And I hope that they're all like that from now on. This all-star weekend was, was fucking awesome. It, it was, it was like the greatest all-star weekend ever. Not even close. It was the best all-star game ever. Oh, it was, sure. it was, it literally looked like a game seven of the finals. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was a fantastic all-star weekend. Uh, my number four is to go to game seven of the NBA finals. Just to experience that atmosphere would be pretty nice. Agreed. Uh, my number four is kind of the same as Liam's, but mine is attend a championship game in most sports. So an NBA finals game, um, a college basketball championship, college football championship, Super Bowl, MLB playoff game. I think just go with one of each of those would be something that most people would not be able to do. So I think that'd be awesome just to be in those atmospheres. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then for my number three, I have what Liam had go to game seven NBA finals, just because just absolutely top tier basketball in the atmosphere would be insane. Yeah. Uh, my number three is I want to go to a FIFA world cup final. Uh, that atmosphere would be fantastic. I'm not a soccer guy, but I would love to go and just be that would that's probably the best sports atmosphere ever, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The soccer fans are crazy. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, my number three is just go to a World Cup game, not necessarily the final. Um, just because I feel like it'd be really hard to go to the final and I um but I I have been to a international soccer game and it was just a group stage of Copa America and it was absolutely insane um i sat in the argentinian fan section so i can't imagine how crazy world cup would be because like these people wait their their lives to watch their teams play in the world cup um and it's in other countries where they don't really have other sports so other big sports i should say like not compared to soccer so biggest event in the world i feel like you have to go there once if you're like a diehard sports fan 
Oh, absolutely. When it comes up in 2026, definitely going to the World Cup here. Yeah, as a Absolutely. Um, and then for my number two, I have go to game seven of the World Series because I think I think playoff baseball has the best atmosphere in any American sport, especially a game seven of the World Series, which is absolutely insane. Yep. My number two is to become a front office guy within a professional sports franchise. It's what I'm going to school for. It's what I've wanted to do for a really long time. So I just think it'd be really cool to do that. My number two is, uh, geez, after this weekend, I kind of want to change it. But um, it's <laughs> go to an Arsenal versus Spurs game at the Emirates, <laughs> which is Arsenal's home stadium. Yeah. Um, because anybody that knows Arsenal Spurs is one of the biggest rivalries in um, London. Oh, and all the Premier League, but they're both in North London. And um, the atmosphere there would be absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, and then for my number one, I have uh, see the White Sox World Road Series. I've seen, I, I was alive when they won last time in 05, but I obviously don't really remember it. So I really want to – I want to be there to see them win the World Series. Uh, my number one is to attend a Final Four or – national championship game in college basketball. Uh, that atmosphere is just fantastic. I know Wisconsin went back in 2014, 2015. Uh, just watching it on TV was fantastic. I can't imagine being there. Okay. Um, my number one is go to a Duke-North Carolina game at the Dean Smith Center. Um Definitely an argument for being one of the greatest robbery in sports when you look at, like, their records against each other. Um, and I'm a huge North Carolina basketball fan. And no game is more important than when they play Duke um, at the Dean Smith Center. So that's my clear number one. Yeah. Right. Do we have any hot takes, boys? Um, I'm going to say mine again from last week. Um, I think Gonzaga will have an undefeated regular season. Um, I think they've played most of their toughest schedule so far, and they've had a relatively easy time. So once they get into their conference, it only gets easier. So I think they'll go undefeated. Um, if you guys don't have any, I have another one also. I, I think I have two also. Oh, okay. So from last week, I said that I think Illinois is going to finish top four or top five in the country this year. Mm. Um, and then my other one is uh, – I think Zach Levine is going to be an all-star this year. Oh, okay. Just because, like, even last year, he last year he was really good. I think he should have made the all-star game. Um, but I think he's going to even be better this year with a better coach. Um, okay, I have an interesting one. Just because I'm watching this uh, Steelers-Washington game, and it's tied with five minutes to go. Oh, wow. I think the Steelers will lose first round of the playoffs. Okay. I don't even know if they're going to finish the season undefeated. Um, I just – I think they might have peaked a little too early. They're driving right now. They're already in field goal range. But, I mean, they should be smothering the Washington football team at 11-0. Yeah. So. I also have two hot takes. Uh, On the NBA one, this isn't a hot take, but Monte Morris just signed a three extension to St. Denver, $27 million. You heard it here first. (laughs) So two hot takes last week. I said I thought Richmond was going to finish as a top five seed in the NCAA tournament. Mm. And I don't mean a top five team. I mean a top five seed, so a top 20 team. Yeah. And then 
my other hot take from last week was I believe that two Big Ten teams will make the Final Four. You still believe that? I still believe that. Uh, Illinois is really good. Iowa is really good. Michigan State's really good. And if Wisconsin can pull their head out of their asses, they could be really good as well. I don't know which two are going to make it. It could be somebody other than that four. But I do. Okay, let's come back to Earth a little bit. Northwestern. I wonder who's going to win those, that matchup this year, Nebraska-Northwestern. Probably Nebraska. Northwestern's, like, horrible. Nebraska's 3-1, and one, and I think we – what did you look up our record? Did we have four wins, five wins it was, last year? I think it was three. And I so think, we've already matched it. Yes, and I think Northwestern had four. Um, we have a test. Our next game is against Georgia Tech, who just beat Kentucky. So we have a big – Oh, t- yikes. Yeah. Okay. Tech is not that bad either. Uh, no. Off-topic segment, before I get into my dad joke of the night, I do have another off-topic thing I'd like to say. I will be getting a perm here within the next month. Oh, okay. I saw that on your story. Yeah, so that was what my hair would look like, and my hairstylist just curled the top. And she said that I don't have enough hair in the back, so we're letting it grow out for about five weeks. I was going to say, yeah, do you have enough hair right now? <laughs> Not in the back, but yeah. that's why she like just went with like leaving most of it on there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, in five weeks, I'm going to get a perm before I head back to Philadelphia. All right. A new hairstyle. I'm getting my first haircut in two months on Wednesday, and I cannot wait. I My hair is ridiculously long for how I – for how it usually is. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. <laughs> Look at us. I, I'm, I'm getting a new hair cell too. I don't know what I'm getting. I'm just saying whatever the lady who's cutting my hair, I'm like, do whatever you think will look good. She's in her 20s, so she, she knows what like looks good. You want to get a perm with me? Want a what? Do you want to get a perm with me? Dude, I'll, I'll get a perm. 100% I will. My well, hair's long enough. Well, I've got mine scheduled, so you get a perm. I'll get a perm in like five weeks. With when I don't wear a hat, my head looks like a perfect circle because I have so much hair right now, dude. <laughs> it's weird. All right, let's move on here. So, Liam's dad joke of the night. Prepare yourselves. All right, straight face, straight face. Last week was a stinker, so let's hope it's a little better. Yep. It's a good thing we didn't catch it. You're this. lucky that people didn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What happens when you go to the bathroom in France? You wee. You wee wee. It's a good one, but it's European. <laughs> Fuck. I thought, I thought, honestly, I thought Nick and I had it. I'm going to say, I'm not, I'm going to say it again. Another stinker. I liked last week's better just because you made oh. an inappropriate joke after it. What was it again? Um, you made a joke about COVID deaths. <laughs> No, you didn't. I did. It was. He, did. he said, "Man, he said, uh, my dad went to a cemetery, and he said, man, people must be dying to get in here.' And then we didn't laugh. And then he said, especially with COVID. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Which made it way funnier. <laughs> oh God. Still holds true. <laughs> yeah. All um, right. Awkward silence. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, good thing I edit this, but I'm not going to take it out because I'm too lazy. 
Okay. Um. All right. We all we all good. Nothing else to say. Nope. All good. All righty. Um. Once again, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. Share it with your friends, parents, siblings, um, anybody else who would want to give us a listen. Make sure to spread the word. We greatly appreciate it. Um, thank, thank you guys for listening and we will see you again next week. <laughs>